Welcome to Light Steps Live. Our mission is to open the Word of God to edify the believer and evangelize the world, that people who follow Jesus can walk in the light as He is in the light. Look into James chapter number 1, um, verses 9 through 15. I want to give just a couple of introductory thoughts without going to the passages that support these introductory thoughts. And, um, and I just, you know, uh, just for the sake of time, I'm not gonna, not gonna go to these spots. Um, in, in this one part, um, of, of the Sermon on the Mount, you know, Jesus says, where, where your treasures are, there your heart will be also. So in other words, your, your treasures, um, your heart follows your treasures. Your affections follow what you're treasuring. That tells me that our, our hearts are movable, movable objects. The, 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 the seat of our affections is often described as a heart. Our heart is movable. We can move it from one thing to the other. So we sort of have to ask ourselves, what are we treasuring? And somebody might be saying, what does that have to do with, with James? Um, I want to say, I think it has three quick things to do with it. Number one, um, as we get into verse nine, we'll see that there's something to exalt in, but we often will only exalt in what we're treasuring. So we may discover we're treasuring something uh, that, and, and so we exalt it, but we're treasuring something that's not not the right thing to treasure. So we may discover we're focused on the wrong treasure. Secondly, in verse 12, it, it, uh, we may be, we may be misunderstanding trials and uh, a big, a big uh, part of our prayer life could be that we're always asking God to deliver us out of the very things he's using to shape us with. And then, uh, and then, and then thirdly, Thirdly, we we may be um, treasuring some things that are killing us, and so uh, we, that might get identified here. And that's why I thought it was important to frame these thoughts and understanding that you know wherever your treasury is, there your heart will be also. We often think of that the other way around. Um, you know, whatever I care about, I'll treasure. No, whatever you're treasuring, you'll care about. Um, I, I just, I just think about, uh, the other day I, I, I took a few moments to sort of hand wash my van. I mean, I didn't even do a great job. And then I had to go around down, uh, go down a dirt road. And I was like, I don't want to go down the dirt road. I just washed my van. Um, because I cared about what the dust got on my van because I had just treasured it with my time and with my sweat. So I, I didn't, I didn't, I then didn't want to get it dirty. So let's turn to the scripture. Uh, as the old, um, Smokey and Bandit, Smokey and the Bandit song would go, we have a long way to go and a short time to get there. Let's, let's turn to James chapter one, verse number nine. Let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation and the rich in his humiliation, because like a flower of the grass, he will pass away. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the grass, its flower falls and its beauty perishes. So also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. 
Verse 13, let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Okay. I want to, again, do this in two sections, and I want our hinge today, I want our hinge to be verse number 12. Um, there's first this talk here about right and wrong estimation, right and wrong estimation. Now, we we uh, live in America, well, at least I'm sitting in in United States right now. I'm sitting in, the, in North Carolina, Person County, North Carolina, even as I record this. And this is a land of immense abundance. And, uh, there's so many, um, there's so many, uh, grossly rich people that our idea of material abundance is, is often skewed because it's irrelevant, uh, uh, it's relevant rather, it's being viewed, uh, relevant to where we live. If you've ever been to somewhere where a vast amount of the, the population is living in abject poverty, then you come home and you find out, man, I thought, I thought I was poor. I'm only poor, um, you know, relative to everyone around me. I am absolutely not poor. Um, so, so our view of money is, is often very skewed. Also, uh, you know, if there is a, if there is an, um, if there is something that is absolutely not a virtue in the eyes of God that has been made into a virtue because of our culture, it is riches here in America. Um, we applaud greed. Um, we applaud excess. We applaud luxury so much so that we just flat out convince ourselves that we deserve it. Oh. So it's against the backdrop of having a skewed mindset of poverty and riches and luxury and all this stuff. It's against that backdrop that makes it difficult for us to understand James uh, chapter one, verses nine through 11. But it's against that backdrop that I want to bring James chapter one, verse 12 to the forefront. Okay. Uh, blesses a man who remains steadfast under trial. Have you ever considered that being a steward in a land of abundance is a trial for the believer? Let me say that again. Have you ever even considered that being a steward in a land of abundance is in and of itself a trial to the disciple of Jesus? It's a trial. So, with these thoughts in mind, that our hearts are movable objects, that we are under a trial, let's look at this first half here and consider a few thoughts about what what we should be exalting in. Okay, there is this beautiful thing about the gospel that it is for everyone. It's for everyone. And every uh, any any sort of person um, can receive the gospel. Any it has nothing to do with color of skin. It has nothing to do with uh, ethnicity. It has nothing to do with nationality. It has nothing to do uh, with with your name. It has nothing to do with your degree of being known or famous or popular. Uh, you know, it has nothing to do with your economic status. 
Um, the gospel, the gospel can come to any sort of person. And the person who comes to the gospel uh, is immediately put on level ground with everyone else that receives the gospel. And we are together made co-heirs with the Lord Jesus. And so suddenly, the person who comes into the gospel suddenly is confronted with the, the, the fact that if I've never had riches, I, I now have the best of riches of not just the cosmos and the time that I'm in, but of eternity. I have Jesus. I've never been rich in this world, but I have the best riches. I went from, from nothing by everyone's estimation to having the best, the most, and everything in God's estimation. All right. Likewise, likewise, um, the person who, who has had I don't know about everything, but the person who has had plenty, when they come into the gospel, they suddenly are, 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 are sort of forced to look at the fact that nothing they have ever had compares to this. And that person, that person will battle their whole life, likely, likely, they'll battle their whole life to realize that you know, the, the physical wealth, temporal wealth is nothing compared to Jesus. But so will the poor person because they'll keep producing catalogs and making commercials and Hollywood will put out movies and, and, and Detroit will make cars and, and people will make houses everywhere we turn, we look. And, and for the rich person, they take for granted what they have. Uh, and they don't see Jesus for the poor person. They don't see Jesus because they're too busy looking at what they do not have. So James comes in and it's radical. It's radical. He said, let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation. Let the lowly brother rejoice that he has been brought up into the treasure house of God in Christ Jesus. Let him boast on that. Let him say that, you know, I have the best of the best right now. I have the most of the most. I have the preeminent of all things in all creation, in, in heaven, of things above, things below. I have Jesus. Somebody might say, but you don't have X and you don't have Y. Okay, it doesn't matter. I have, I have A. I have Jesus. And so he's boast on that. Boast. Boast on the fact that, that you've now been exalted. You now have been brought into, into family and fellowship and kinship with the Lord Jesus. Just flat out brag that you have Jesus. This means someone who can literally be clothed in rags. Someone who can literally be at the point of starvation. Someone that has a tiny house and walks everywhere they go. This can be someone who literally has nothing of material value in this world. They have Jesus. They're rich. Now it's, it's hard for a per, poor person to, to believe that. Um, I, I came up relative poor, not real poor because I've been places where I've seen people real poor. I, uh, I was never food poor. So, uh, you know, I looked out and I always wanted something. I looked out at the world and I always wanted something. Always. And I still struggle with that. I still struggle with, you know, how can I work so hard and, and, and not have, the, you know, all these things I see in my culture. 
And I am still learning not, not to believe that those things are going to be the key to my happiness, the key to my peace, the key to my joy. This is a trial. Now, remember, as even as we're looking at verse 9, go to verse 12. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, right? I have been given the treasure, but I keep fighting the temptation to treasure other things and to be distracted by the pursuit of these things I've treasured. Then my heart will move over onto those things. Sometimes it just moves over onto the pursuit. So Brother James comes along and says, Blessed is a man who remains steadfast under trial. He comes along and says, exalt in Jesus. You're rich. Oh, exult. Exult in your exaltation. You've been lifted up with Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. And then you, you know, the next thing you know, you're riding down the road and you, 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 you know, you see something or you're watching TV or commercial pops up while you're on social media and you go, I want that. I want that. I need that. Um, and suddenly, suddenly, suddenly we've been circumvented from treasuring Jesus. Um, it's a real trial, but the rich go through it too. James says, boast, boast, you poor, you poor folks boast that you've been exalted with Jesus. Rich people boast in your humiliation. Boast that you can literally turn to the world now and say, the stuff doesn't matter. Boast about that. But then, you know, we're both, both categories of people and everyone across the spectrum is challenged to prove it. You know, it's, it's really easy. Like, you know, if, if you're poor to say, man, you know, stuff doesn't matter. And I really love Jesus. And then to constantly be on the hunt for stuff. It's really easy when, um, you have a lot of stuff, you know, you're sitting on your patio, go, none of this really matters, you know, but you prove it, you prove it when you let it go, when you share it, when it becomes a kingdom oriented thing and you say, I can let it go because I have real treasure. So he's telling one, you got nothing boasting Jesus, you know, tell another one, you have Jesus, let it go. Remember the rich man who came to Jesus and, and uh, <laughs> the rich young ruler and, you know, he, he comes to Jesus and. He says, he says, uh, hey, good teacher. I, you know, I, I really want to have eternal life. And so Jesus says, ex, you know, um, have you done this? Have you done that? He said, oh yeah, I've, I've done those things all my life. He says, okay, now sell everything you have and, and give it to the poor and come and follow me. It was an obstacle. It was an obstacle. And he, he, that, that gentleman was faced with a trial. That gentleman was faced with the trial. And here's the way James puts it to the, the wealth who have trouble letting go. He says, all this stuff is going to pass. It's like the flower. Oh, excuse me. It's like the grass. Excuse me. It's like the grass. Oh, flower. Flower or the grass. Excuse me. No wonder I was thinking of both. Because like a flower of the grass, he will pass away. You're passing away. The stuff is passing away. The beauty of the flower is passing away. So also with a rich man pass away with all of his pursuits, meaning his pursuit of riches, it'll pass away. And all he'll have is Jesus. So he's telling you, learn, learn to, ex learn to, to appreciate, to boast, to focus on, to set your affections on the treasure that is eternal. You know, in other words, there's a shift 
out of treasuring the world. And if you have stuff, it means letting it go. If you don't have stuff, it means not being carried away with the pursuit of it. In either case, it's a call to wise stewardship, but it's also a call to move our heart over to something else. In other words, don't treasure stuff. Either side of the spectrum. Don't treasure stuff. Treasure Jesus. So that's why I say verse 12 to me is, is really critical because in both cases, we're really struggling to, to treasure Jesus and, and not let discontentment or false contentment. You don't have something, you're discontent, you, you don't have it, you have something, false contentment, because you think it's the thing that's making you. It doesn't make you. So it's it's no wonder to me, it's no wonder to me that this is, you know, the Holy Spirit gives gives the Apostle James, James chapter 1, verses 9 through 11, then he hits him with 12, says, blessed man remains steadfast under trial. You have Jesus. You have Jesus. Now here's your trial. You're going to be tried by thinking other things are worth more than Jesus. You don't have those things, so you pursue them. You have those things, you won't let go of them. So it's whether it's the pursuit or the release, do you treasure it more than Jesus? Oh, wow. Now, two last words, and then we want to transfer over to the second part of this. Two last words. Have you ever thought how you know amazing it is that the streets of heaven will be paved in gold? I, I think about it all the time. The, what makes me think about it, it's going to be some kind of gold you can see through. In other words, when John the Revelator describes it to us, he's describing it in limited language. He's speaking in human terms about an inhuman thing. I mean, not an unhuman thing, a non-human thing, a heavenly thing. It's not inhuman. It's not human. <laughs> um, and... Uh, and so he says, uh, so the, and he sounds like a valley girl from the 1980s out in California. Like there's these streets and they're like made of gold and like you can see through it like crystal. Huh? Okay. So the way we measure money in, in the world is gold. It's, it's the, you know, the gold standard. The, all right. Have you ever thought about to treasure that is to, is to focus on the pavement of heaven, right? So our heart needs to shift. Jesus is the greater treasure, the great test treasure. And if you don't have something, you're given the greatest treasure. Don't let pursuing lesser treasures, you know, take you off of treasuring the greatest treasure. You have things. Don't let the call to share, release, wisely steward these things, take you off of treasuring the greatest treasure. So one, boast that you have Jesus. The other one, boast that you're being humbled in the world because you have Jesus. And that is a trial. All right. Now we need to appreciate the flip in verse 12. So as we move forward in this, verse 12 informs the next section too. Thank you for joining us on Light Steps Live today. My name is Katie Bose, and the rest of our production team is Andrew Liggett, Shannon Allen, and Steve Riley. Did you know Light Steps Live is a listener-supported ministry? We believe God has given us a calling to, to deliver very plain-spoken biblical messages that might edify, exhort, challenge, encourage believing people to have a more intimate walk with Jesus. But let's be honest, every sort of endeavor costs something, and this endeavor costs something too. 
every one of my friends, every one of my brothers and sisters in Christ can be praying for our ministry. That's the first and best thing you can do. But I also humbly ask you to consider whether the Holy Spirit might be leading you to support us financially. Go to our website, lightsteps.live, and you'll find a way to give online, and you'll also find a way to contact us if you have any questions. Thank you for praying, and thank you for whatever else the Holy Spirit may lead you to do to encourage or support us. Music provided by Banjo Ben Clark. Connect with Banjo Ben at banjobenclark.com. Tim Bowes is a pastor of East Rock Community Church and the executive director of My Life Matters, a gospel ministry with a focus on making disciples who become lifelong followers of Jesus. Discover more about My Life Matters at mylifematters.club. Music